0: So, are you just going to ask me questions and I can answer it and then we'll go from there? And you can edit out anything that makes me look stupid. Or if I say something really messed up that needs to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: let's talk about how much we hate Scott guys. Just in my checker. I want to. How you doing, people? <laughs> wake up. Feel fine. Grab my baggies off the clothesline. I want to wake up. a restore. Thinking back on the night before. I said yeah. I said yeah, then I did it. Having not a It feels like a rape dog. dungeon in here.
2: <laughs> oh, I know exactly what he tastes like. I
1: said yeah, I said yeah, then I did it. La 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 la. Just ice ice me. Me. No, no, no.
3: Okay. okay. Here's the show. Nell's at the job site he was at. And he shot a trim carpenter Nell and hit uh existing nail behind the wall. And then it caught this guy in the it <gasps> caught him down there. And yeah. this old man screamed, Oh my garage. And ever since then we've kind of jokingly said, Oh my garage. <laughs> so it's kinda we laughed, but it's it oh was pretty, he lost one due to it
4: <gasps> oh my knowing why you say that completely changes my reaction
3: <laughs> yes he literally lost a testicle due to this yeah that's worse yeah. than saying oh my god oh it'
4: pretty it's pretty bad yeah legit
3: Oh uh, we're good Okay. yeah it's uh it, it was yeah that was we heard him scream and then we realized he wasn't kidding because there was blood and then we took him to the hospital and yeah it was, oh
0: my god I bet he was so pissed
3: I couldn't tell because it dirty sure it hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Um I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it was terrible. Ew. Yeah. So the Oh My Garage uh it started from a strange place. Yeah. It's stuck with me ever since. One testicle. <laughs> we're ready, we're ready <laughs> yeah. to actually go now. Oh, you I, ready to go? I know
2: we had a little bit of a, a hiccup. Are there. you sure?
3: Yep. The watch
5: is off. I'm good? not sure,
2: sure, but I'm pretty sure.
5: All right. Well let's figure it out.
2: Yeah, we're fine.
5: We're, we're episode good. number sixty nine. Yep. Nothing. 69 69! Uh, of, like adjust from Howard Stern. <laughs> of adjust the mic of adjust the mic of adjust the mic to my right the hostess with the Moses, mr scott hello
2: governor Ugh, i knew it i knew so it was
3: bad. governor today
5: a little bit further down is frank again welcome frank yeah. howdy thank this, you for having me. third buddy. appearance
3: yeah happy to be here thank yeah. you Boom.
5: to my left the craft beer queen miss colleen
3: hello hey baby what's so, going on sweetie not
0: nothing Everything happy good? to be here i'm excited for today
5: yeah and two amazing guests, uh, Director of Victim Services for the North Brevard Division of the Women's Center of Brevard.
4: Hi, how Hi, are you? Cynthia how are you doing Dennison? How are you doing?: I'm good. I'm excited to be here.: Yeah,
5: thank you for coming. And uh, the executive director at Fight for Zero and content creator at Stell Bailey Unscripted, Stell:
6: Hello, thank you for having me.
5: How you guys
2: doing? Awesome! Thanks for coming. Good. We we have like three badass people here today. Yeah, i it's, awesome. it's really awesome. It really like it's a we're like you guys. I know y'all may, might be a little nervous. We're nervous too, and <laughs> stuff like this because we want to make sure you guys are pro- portrayed properly and professionally.
3: I'm no. more giddy than I am nervous because these ladies are truly two of my heroes and absolute hammers. I mean, they're no joke. Serious yeah. women. I he, was he's reading. Been, about he's it. been
2: talking you guys up for weeks now. For, for real. So I'm yeah. like, I
0: just pour beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You have the most important job of all. I know, <laughs> I know. I help you guys out yeah, in the you end. Yeah, you really do.
2: <laughs> it's pretty important.
0: But, it's like, for real, really it's impressive. Too. I was just telling my husband the other day it, it's so cool when women do these, like, really awesome jobs. Cause, like, I just met this girl who's an airplane mechanic and she, like, legit works in the machine shop. She fixes the airplanes and she let me take my son, Declan, to her hangar this weekend to go and see these airplanes. Cause, oh, that's awesome. He has autism and he's six years old and he's obsessed with airplanes right now. And uh, he makes us just drive loops around the airport just so he can see them take off and everything. And she let us go in there. And I was like, man, women are badass." And then preach. you two being in here and it's like, preach. Hi, oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're keeping us from losing our
3: mind. Uh, there,
0: you know, I, at least at least some reason the kids write. Hopefully yeah. give yourself some For credit. Now,
3: being a mother is one of the hardest jobs. You 100 percent are. It what really are is about? hard. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it is a hard. Yes yeah in, yeah.
3: there's a few jobs a you say danger. those are those are super hard jobs and yeah being a mother definitely is definitely up there yeah and, and top for,
2: two, and top for two, you I'd and say. all of us this is kind of like we do a podcast this is a get away from that even this is like a break from that like we all have our, so our daily true. lives and our grinds and we do most people in the united states they do podcast uh, on the side you know and in their spare time you know usually out of a place like this You know, or whatever, you know, and uh, so it's kind of awesome that we get to kind of get away and talk about all this stuff with our days, especially with, you know, you have a lot of awesome stories you get to talk about, Colleen.
0: Yeah. My house is crazy all the time. My husband's super (laughs) jealous I get to come here because I I have three kids. My two oldest boys, um, they both are diagnosed with autism on the spectrum. And then Quinn, she's two and a half, so she's going through the terrible twos right now. And it's like every day something crazy is happening and it's just like, oh my God. That's
5: why you always want to record.
0: Like pouring entire things, of cat litter in the <laughs> yes. washing machine. Are we record <laughs> yeah. this weekend? I could do
5: two shows, three shows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like in, wow. in a brand new washing machine, a whole tub of cat litter that I just bought wow. I poured in there. God. That is epic. You can't even like wash it because it's clumps up. So it's, it's like, you litter. have to take it apart and take it outside. Like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that happens weekly at my
3: house. No way. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good I times. relate.
0: I, relate. Yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. I have a son on the autism spectrum, actually. He's high functioning autism. So um,
0: I relate. He, that's he, awesome. How old is he? He's 11 now. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Then I feel you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard finding people that can truly understand what you go through, like daily. You know, it's not like, you know, yeah, it's hard. So this is a definite break. Work is a break. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways.
5: So what's up? Um, before we get into our amazing guest, Scott, what happened to your truck, dude? Well,
2: yeah, yeah. H- uh, hit on that real quick. So, uh, Monday morning work, we're shorthanded three people. Super busy. Uh, Normally, we have people kind of outside. We work on Garden Street is where our office is. And uh, uh, there was a U-Haul right down from us that got hit first. But uh, uh, a white SUV blacked out with four people in the car. We're going up into parking lots, three people jumping out, popping windows, jumping in through the window so they don't set the alarm off, trying to see what they can get bailing and then going down the street, they went all the way down to Daytona. Oh and it was in the news. God. We got hit between <laughs> eight eight a.m. and like eleven thirty is when we got hit, and none of us knew. Like three of three of our, our trucks out of four, Lee, we're, I'm gonna smash your window. I'm joking, my coworker. <laughs> uh yeah
7: he, but like he went out she's I was like,
2: the only mine. person that didn't get her window smashed and it's like how did you get so lucky <laughs> does he have you a know? piece of
7: crap like i think all of us want to smash it yeah, i know
2: right like what
7: like what mine wasn't good enough so
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. so now i'm in a rental for like five days i think and broke both windows and did everything. you get
5: anything missing out of the truck
2: luckily i did not have any valuables in there uh, uh one of my coworkers, he had a, a wallet taken yeah, And some other stuff. And then another girl, she had a bag. T- they just took the whole bag. God. All her stuff. I think it had tampons in it and stuff probably. <laughs> no. That's such a <laughs> you terrible know I mean? feeling, I was like, man.
5: ah, man. <laughs> we lost
2: out with this one. Okay, so but, you, uh, you, they got a rent, you got caught. a
5: rental for now for the next few days off? Yeah. That sucks. man. Garden what's what's your rental?
0: crazy, man. It's getting bad over there.
2: Just things are volatile.
4: Yeah, you don't expect at 8 a.m. to be dealing with a robbery.
2: At work of all places, while you're working, you know
0: I mean that's seven eleven on Garden Street. there was like is. a shooting like a couple shootings, like Garden Street seems to be like where it's at to like yeah. you know don't even go there it's like
2: what do you do about it? I mean there are you're right, there are yeah. people that work at convenience stores that their lives are much more at risk, yeah than me working in a little office, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> my mean, window <laughs> got broken, you know what I mean in in yeah. the grand spectrum, but yeah, it
3: happened. What's your rental vehicle
2: uh <laughs> Oh, it's for Jared. It's lapis blue, but it's really purple. Uh
5: Did you p- say lapis blue?
2: My buddy Jared had a VW bug and okay, and it's up there.
5: Uh, i don't think men are supposed to know what lapis and, blue
2: is. And he keeps saying it's lapis <laughs> blue but we tell him it's purple bro you're you had a purple bug and in, in high school it's cool it's fine but it's not blue <laughs> i've never heard of it so it's been this long it, it's this long standing thing so i have a lapis well, blue well you're a man uh neither am i rogue <laughs> nissan rogue <in> my garage. <laughs> i have no
5: idea what that means oh, i don't understand either
3: does it mean dark or light or medium or? I, I think
2: it's like blue purple <laughs> It's like just a color, it's it's just a blur- color it's on blurple. the whatever. I'm have to go check that out. Oh, it's total.
3: I would call that blurple. Yeah.
5: I like all three women are just like, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Men describing colors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Losers.
3: That should be the new podcast, basically, right there. Men uh, describing yeah. colors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, um, <laughs> <laughs>
5: Stell, did you want to start first? I'm, I was uh, looking into this, like, fight for zero, uh, mm-hmm. whole this whole project that you got going on.
6: Oh, I don't it, even know where to begin on it. it. It's
5: ridiculous.
3: Where did you, what got you started interested in this in the first place and what what is your main purpose? What do you guys do?
6: Well, what got me interested was in 2013, my uncle who lived with us most of our lives, uh, myself, my younger brother, my father, and our family dog were all diagnosed with cancer. And so... That started me on a journey of wondering what in the world was going on, because that's not typically normal for a whole family to get diagnosed with cancer, you know, within the same year a time frame. So once I was told I was in remission in 2014, um, you know, our family's case was so unique, we were invited to Pennsylvania to do genetic testing, and that genetic testing showed that we had no mutating genes, which typically points to something environmental. Sure. And so I kind of turned into an Aaron Brockovich and started knocking on doors and collecting uh, cancer diagnoses here in Brevard County. And that turned into collecting here to across the entire state of Florida because everybody wanted to be counted. And so as I collected all those cases, I started noticing something extremely scary. A lot of people that I even went to school with that, you know, um, I think even Cindy knows, Uh, confided in me and said, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2013, too. I'm just not as open about it, you know. So I kind of became this um, person that people came to to tell me about their disease issues and their illnesses. And so um, I started looking into answers, like, what could possibly be causing these cancers or these illnesses here on the Space Coast of Florida? And you fast forward to 2018, you know, I had been going through a lot of research and, and documents, but there was this one particular document that had just been released from the Department of Defense, and we found a chemical called PFAS. It's also known as perfluorinated compounds or a forever chemical. And it doesn't break down in the environment. Um, We found that it was released by Patrick Air Force Base. It's also found at Kennedy Space Center and Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. And uh, it went into all of our waterways. And so I know that there's a lot more issues outside of this perfluorinated compound And it just really uh, took off once we uh, brought it up. We kind of got some pushback here locally, you know. And so we started doing independent testing ourselves. And the fight for zero came. It's a a unique story. Um, I was at a city council meeting in Melbourne. And I said, we found PFBA, which is a sister chemical of it. It's in the family, the same family, in the actual drinking water at the high school, the schools on Beachside. And, um, of course, they gave us their typical BS response of, well, it's in the safety limits.
5: What, 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 <laughs> what school was it?
6: Um, it was multiple on Beachside. It was Satellite High School um, was one of them. Okay. There were a couple elementary schools, and it wow. was everybody on Melbourne Water that had what, it. What already.
2: year was that? This,
6: but, was, this was in 2018 when okay. we started really, like, um, I guess, exploring and, and starting to put it out there for the public to, to really understand and, and see what was going on here. But I, I was standing at that podium, and I said, he, I said well, it should be zero, why the hell do we even have a safety limit that's set so high when we know that that's you know 70 parts per trillion is the safety limit for the EPA and we found 4.3 million parts per trillion of this stuff, million.
3: Wow. Oh my God. So people understand where to where are these PFOS, PFAS, uh, PFAS where do they come from.
6: So they come from firefighting foam. That's one of the biggest. Um, uh places that that has contaminated our waterways here but you can also find them um in water resistant packaging yeah pizza um,
5: boxes yes yeah mm-hmm. yep, yep. yeah yeah
6: so yes i've done my ho-
5: i've done my homework on yeah. a lot of the stuff that both of you have done wow and like the firefighter the, the training areas and all that and it's just it's crazy man uh it's scary it's really scary when it's in your backyard mm-hmm. you know and you, i before uh, Frank introduced us to both of you guys, I had no idea. I had no idea Aaron Brockovich was in this area. Like, I had zero idea. And then you start digging, you're like, oh, man.
6: Yeah, they loved Aaron Brockovich. All, everybody loved Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Even the government. Oh, not really, yeah. Not really. Yeah. They, yeah. they were really so, angry I'm about sure. her coming here. Yeah, yeah I'm so sure. <laughs> she brought sure. a lot of awareness, you know. But um, we hosted her meeting here, and she, she went across the entire state of Florida. So, yeah. Yeah, she was a great asset, and she continues to be a great asset. We still continue to work with her till oh, that's this day. Awesome. She just called out Titusville
0: actually for their chlorine
6: she dosing.
5: Did. Yeah, oh. I, I saw the story. Yeah. Chlorine dosing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it,
5: it's bad. even my
0: filtered water still tastes like chlorine. I, oh, and then you posted Scott that they were doing it again. I'm like, didn't they just do it? They did. Like, yep. it's ridiculous. Even that my poor cats, like, you know, they they try to you no, know, yeah. God, yes, the chlorine dosing. Is that to try to, like, kill stuff like that?
6: Yeah, they're cleaning out the pipes, basically, is what they're doing. So, I mean, and obviously there's a problem if they have to do it so soon, you know, within two months of of a time frame. And they don't tell the public, you know, certain little details. Like, if you look at the fine print, it says um, people with compromised immune systems or that are on dialysis shouldn't be drinking this water. And in my opinion, nobody should be drinking this water, especially when they're doing a chlorine
5: dosing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's wild, man. Now, when it comes
2: to this chlorine dosing and everything, I've I've done a little bit of reading on this, and uh, you don't hear many people uh, in many uh, cities have a better way. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And I know it comes because of money, okay? They don't get funded properly, just like education doesn't get funded properly, just like you know, all the social things uh, that uh, would actually better us in our educations and whatnot, our society, they're just not put at the forefront because... You know, money, uh uh profit, uh, you know, little expenses mm-hmm. you know, draw from the things, uh the social things, right? Right. Always so, uh, money. <laughs> so that's the same thing that's happened with our you know, like a city collects taxes from us to, you know, uh tr- give us a, a society that's uh, beneficial to us and our water quality's probably the most important. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, been the thing that's, you know, been the most important part of our our, uh, you know, longevity of our lives. At least in America has been, you know, based on getting better water water from the old days to, to now. What what are the what are the better ways and and what are the costs? I mean, you might not know, you know, what would it take for a city to do the right thing?
6: It would, it would really just be as simple as consulting with Aaron Brockovich's water expert who came here and gave yeah. them that opportunity to tell them he is an expert. Just to this. listen. Yeah, just to listen and understand why there are certain treatment processes that are much better, you know, not just for the water quality, but also for our health. And, you know, there are people out there that understand the science and the chemicals and the and everything that goes behind that. And so that's what I do. I don't ever claim to be an expert, but I do work with the experts, yeah. not just in Florida, but on a national level.
2: See, in in in, in, in our society, there's always going to be that um, the angle of, of progress right at the expense of what, you know, and that's what big money. That's what, uh, you, you know, all the big names are going to, you know, we could throw all the big names out there. It's not. And, uh, they're all have a goal, but there's a consequence of that goal. And you know, in the old days, people hid and fought and fought fought. You know, from you know that, and that's what Aaron Brockovich's story. That's what that movie that everybody knows came from is from that kind of a a mindset of a, of a corporation. Uh, are, are, when are companies going to get smarter to work closer with people like you or people like you know the experts that Aaron Brockovich knows? to better that, you know what I mean, situation.
6: I think it really takes a lot of pressure from the people. But first, the people have to understand, you know, um, everything that's going on. It really starts with education. I always say awareness brings action, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring... Um, awareness through that community outreach so that they are armed with the tools and understand exactly what is going on here. So we do things like collecting data and teaching them how to be citizen scientists and grabbing samples of the water and learning exactly um, what's going on to where they can't be talked out of, you know, it's just safe, it's within limits. And so once they're armed with that, it's re- really, just takes the people standing up and demanding it. We can demand it. You know, it's our right. We pay our taxes and we have the ability to make those changes.
5: Now, yep. still, you, you mentioned the people like me. I'm the pe- I once I got into this I was like, oh, OK, well, there's a problem. What would you tell somebody who wanted to get involved in something like this that's listening that wants to be a part of it?
6: Yeah. So you can become a part of fight for zero. Um, we have different levels. Um, our most popular level is the grassroots level. Yep. And that's typically where somebody, you know, if you are interested in taking water samples, we have a couple studies going on right now. One with the University of Florida, another one with a national coalition. And so you could get involved that way. Um and there's a couple other ways, too. You can be a part of our newsletter, and we put out call to actions. So that way, you know, if we'll, we'll say we need a letter sent out, you know, um, with your leaders. And we kind of try to give templates and give everybody the tools and the resources. Yeah. So it makes it a lot easier for you guys to get involved um, without feeling overwhelmed. Because I notice a lot of times people get overwhelmed. Everybody has their lives. They go to work, and they have jobs, and they, they don't have the time to be going to city council meetings. And that's where we fill in the gaps.
5: Now, the state senators, you're dealing with them, too. You're going from a local level to a state level.
6: And a federal level. I've already been to Washington, D.C.
5: Okay. You're doing federal level, too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Go ahead, Frank.
3: Yeah, so what I think is hard for people to understand, we live in an area where there's giant industrial complexes, right? And until those giant industrial complexes, without saying any names, are forced to make differences, are forced to make changes, uh, or they're pressured to make these changes, nothing is going to happen. And I know personally, I don't, still doesn't know this, but I started watching her work long, long ago. I watched posts she was doing long, a long time ago because we've been doing similar research for a long time. I've been doing the research from the animal side. The animal side, yeah. While she's been looking at the health side of it for a long time. So for i a, 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 I've been saying a long time a lot. For a very long, a long period of time, I've been watching this and, I think in 2017, I think I reached out to you, and I said, you know, I don't know if you've know about this or not, but a lot of this research you guys are talking about, we've kind of already done. It's mm-hmm. stuff we've already stuff we've already been working on, and we just recently through North Carolina State, we finally got our permit uh, a permit accessed to be doing more of this with alligators around the county, hmm. and we're going to be doing this through North Carolina State. And if you're willing, uh, we were talking about it a couple of days ago on a Zoom conference. If you're willing to share some of the information you guys have uh, some of your crowdsourcing information of where these, these clusters you're seeing at, we're going to go catch animals in those areas and see if it, if it correlates because you know, we were talking about this before you guys got here. This isn't who's, uh, who's the best situation, who's doing it right. Mm -hmm. Who's doing it wrong. You need to take all this information, put it together and make a difference all, all from different angles from every different angle. And if, we are all, all trying to accomplish the same goal. Right, mm-hmm. if we all get you know? the data that says the same thing, which it's going to say the same thing, then something will have to change. And that's the goal here. There's a serious problem. There's something very, very bad going on, and it has to be fixed. Yeah.
2: Isn't, don't, isn't that what they say about every, like, big corporations in Florida, you got big sugar. That's, that terrorizes, uh, you know... The aquifer, you know, the whole flow of all of Bell Glades, you know, the whole area down there, Lake Okeechobee, we get all the other runoff, which is a whole different issue, Mm -hmm. you know, that people have been fighting that for for how long? I Mm -hmm. mean, at the highest levels Mm -hmm. and haven't even, like... what have they done?
6: I, I can definitely um, address that. So
2: Good. Yeah, one, awesome.
6: one of the things that is di- very difficult is holding the polluters accountable, especially in the state of Florida. Yeah. So there is a movement happening as we speak where they're trying to change the law so that they can hold these polluters accountable. Because that's what's against us right now. Yeah. Is that we have no laws that allow us to hold these polluters accountable and, and you know we get fees here and there and some slaps on the wrist but we're not really able to truly hold them accountable mm-hmm. and so one of those movements is called rights of nature and so they're trying to give the rights to some waterways um, similar to how they do to corporations so that they can file lawsuits on behalf of the waterways and so that's one movement and I think that that's people awesome. are looking at those those Th- you know, those ways are great to resources
2: and any types of things like that we have no problem we want to share them on our websites we want to share them and in-
5: yeah, and, and the thing and the out. thing I love about this is this day and age where everything's politicized. Yeah, Everything. yeah. You're not wearing shoes. That po- political, political, political. You know, everybody uh. brings up shit about <laughs> politics. Yeah. You no know, like where we live it, it but it's true. Legs, man, <laughs> shut shiny. up. Where we live in Brevard County, like <laughs> the people that are from this area that might be conservative love this area. They love the nature. They love the fishing. Yep. They love the sport. And then you have the other side was just wants to make it a clean world so mm-hmm. everybody can work together on it yeah and scientific zero data. politicization of right. any of this oh, scientific
3: data proves the fact if there's a problem it's science everybody understands what science is a little mean, bit you can, i went to I i don't know so, you know i mean you can have i went to Titusville high school you can have faith in god so not and a lot still understand what science is yeah oh you know yeah. what i mean that's that seems to be the biggest misconception of anything i have a uh, I'm a super faithful person, yep. but there's people that believe you can't put faith and science together. You can 100. You can 100 put faith and science together. They work together. Science is science. It, it is what well, it it's is. C- it's, it's common sense. Yeah, it's
5: yeah, it's you know what I'm saying. Putting the two together and come you know it it's, is
3: it's true. For some people, you know, I tell people all the time, space flight is beautiful. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that we live here and where we're at. But people got to understand when you have a giant industrial complex like that it's going to cause problems. It's it's dirty. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, you get everything comes at a cost, right? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. space flight's never going to stop here. We got to figure out a, a way to make it cleaner. Yeah.
2: And, 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 and I, and, and it's about working together with those people that want it to be cleaner. You know what I mean? If, if I'm a huge corporation and I'm, you know, trying to, and I need to do something better and be better, you know, just like they're trying to make a cheaper and better rocket, or just like someone's trying to make this better, there's always science trying to make things cleaner as well and there needs to be just a, either a department in a corporation that that's their you know thing you know and maybe they hire people that uh, have that expertise they have those you know yes they <laughs> but but not to just do whatever yeah. you're exactly right to they, have some accountability within they have those how with you their... practice your business right. and how it affects the people around you and i think that's the same thing if you open a strip club in Titusville, all the neighborhoods around you are gonna I be like, to <laughs> hey, really They're all gone. gonna be like, what the hell's going on here? Like, you know, my all my husband the, the husbands are all gone. They're not <laughs> here anymore. Oh my Where did god. You know what I'm saying? And it's what gonna be uh, everybody's gonna man. be a city council and it's gonna immediately that place is gonna get shut down. Well, it don't happen. It doesn't happen for there's,
3: there's already know, people like that behind those corporations but until they're forced to change things mm-hmm. or pressured into changing it, they're not going to change it. That's so why we can't get a Chick-fil-A
5: entitled. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> we need a Chick-fil-A. We
5: really, oh, really do. Garage. You guys
0: are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Pop- I'm sure it's expensive to make that kind of change, and until somebody, like she said, until they are held accountable, oh, they are not going to do it.
3: Major things, I mean rocket fuel itself i mean everything about space flight and it's not just space flight i'm not picking on the space center i wish chris was here to defend it because i would love to hear yeah, what he had to yeah. say chris is dying right now oh, he is no uh, you're kind of so picking on it it's not just that it's there's so if you think about all the industrial areas there are around here and everything that's going on i mean there's so many places that build so many things and do so much around here that it, you're gonna 100 percent have well, side effects from that
2: and and i'm um, just chris i think he agrees like he'd oh, he's yes, the type he of person that would 100 yes, percent want he what's best you know just because he works and does video for a company that could be a target you know and doing something all of us are i'm in the transportation business so we have semi trucks going across the country bringing produce back and forth to big companies Yeah, you I'm, know what i mean and there's a mission things and we were part of programs and we try to do better but i mean if you look at the footprint of what we're doing it's not pretty so it's not like you know we have to just own what we have in front of us and that's all people want it is when you have the wall and saying this ain't happening or ain't gonna do nothing about it that's the whole that's the issue with all of society in my opinion Mm -hmm. you know with the division that we all have right now it's like make fun of yourself laugh at yourself Mm -hmm. admit your faults you know what i'm saying and better things will come from that
3: i think still would be the first person to tell you a lot of those those companies and those corporations would be happy to change the things but why change it if they're not being forced to change it? Mm-hmm. If if there's no regulation saying you need to change it, why are they it, gonna spend it? Extra takes money to change it takes an individual
2: that's looking at someone that's telling them how they can make more money. You know what I mean? And a lot of times that money gets a little I gotta
5: about cha- about changing it. Uh DeSantis put in the uh that Senate bill, the seven twelve Clean Waterways Act. Yeah. And that's what I've gotten from it too. Mm. Is like it was just <laughs> it was just uh Yes, Almost no. a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speak can about can you reiterate? You don't have to. You don't have to. But uh. I, I read the literature of the bill and it's. Well,
6: it's if you look not. in that bill, they actually try to preempt uh, the rights of nature movement. Yeah. What I just told you about yeah. with them trying to create their own laws. And they're not for home rule. And I I do believe in home rule because. You know, our local city council knows their hometown the best. Home They're,
5: rule. Can you elaborate a little bit on right. that?
6: Right. So home rule is where your local city governments can make their own, um, basically, rules. Like, they can ban straws, they can ban styrofoam, but then when you get the state that steps in, and I'm just trying to simplify it. So yeah, whatever, no, Yeah, perfect. okay. So when you get the state to step in, um, th- they try to stop them from being able to make these their own rules okay. by saying, well, okay. you're not allowed to ban, nobody's allowed to ban the styrofoam. And and so you've got certain cities, for instance, that are right on the beach. Like this is a perfect example who are dealing with a serious issue, whether it's, you know, plastic pollution and and they know their towns best. The city council, they live in these areas for You sure. have to remember, you know, so um, they want what's best for their hometown for the most part. So when they're making some of these rules like banning straws or trying to get rid of styrofoam, they're, they're not doing it, you know, just because they're doing it because they feel that it would be a benefit to the community it's the best interest of mm-hmm.
5: their local they're community.
4: communities with the most to lose they're right. the ones that should have the loudest the loudest voice
0: mm-hmm. i have a kind of stupid question um so she exactly went to ths too how does how are those pollutants getting in there is it because they're dumping it into a certain thing like a certain waterway that we're using like they're just dumping like you said like with the pizza boxes mm-hmm. like okay that kind of threw me off mm-hmm. so what is it like a How does that... Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No. So, like, how are we getting exposed, basically? Yeah. Like,
6: Uh yeah. How does it get in our water? So, okay. We got to kind of look at, you know, decades ago, uh, we treated... We didn't know this much about the emerging contaminants. It's known as emerging contaminant. So decades ago we didn't treat our water the way we treat it now it's probably a lot cleaner as far as our drinking water goes but as far as exposure in our drinking water for instance we have an extremely poor infrastructure we all know that right we all get poo going into our indian river lagoon we have these spills time. oh yeah and and that's an indication that we have poor infrastructure so every time you have a water main pipe burst you know mm-hmm. when they tell you boil your water by the way don't do that, that is, don't yeah. do that um, it actually
2: increases the levels it, right yeah well
6: yeah. It, it gets rid of bacteria but it volatilizes other harmful contaminants so you shouldn't be boiling your water but bact- say that
3: say that one more time so people okay. understand it because so it's 100 percent true and they need to, people need to get that when
6: you boil your water you are boiling out you know bacteria but you're volatilizing making these other chemicals, harmful, harmful chemicals, you're breathing them in, and it's going into the air gotcha. when you boil them.
3: Think about that for a second. Every time you get a boil, war- uh, boil so water So I can't warning. make spaghetti
2: anymore.
6: No. No, no. just kidding. You filter no, no, your no, water. No, no. <laughs> I know, exactly. I know. Okay. You're cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically from all the infrastructure stuff yeah, breaking down. Yeah, so that's down. a part of it. There, it's a very complex um, issue, and that's why it's so difficult. But yeah, that's a part of it. Every time you have a water main pipe race, break, you have um, a risk of that getting into your pipes, right? And then also you have to think about your water treatment facility, right? Where's the water treatment facility here in Taisville? I think it's off Garden Street. Well, where's your house? Here think about how far that water has to travel from the water treatment facility all the way to your home what could it potentially be picking up in those pipes all the way back to your home yeah and And then people don't update their pipes the way they're supposed to and
2: think about it this way we're in a state that has you know we're a salty climate first off okay then we have cast iron under how many percent how much of a percent like Mike's wife's buying a house right now that's having all of that replaced because she's by a waterway, Mm -hmm. you know, right at South Lake, you know, like just right there. And it's all cast iron, all running.
5: All into the ground. People are putting cat, mean, cat litter and washers. Yeah. I mean. get in, in the lines. Huge and, problem. And dryers apparently too. And dryers.
0: God. <laughs>
5: Jesus. I, I got one.
3: <laughs> that blew my mind by the way.
0: You should have seen the look on my face when I walked in. I, I saw that cat litter <laughs> thing sitting on top of our freezer next to I'm like, why is this? And I picked it up and I just bought it that day. I'm like, it's empty. And I looked over in the washing machine. I'm like, oh my God. So funny. Anyways.
3: So when, when people are hearing about this stuff from Estelle, they got to understand they're hearing about top in science and things that are happening here right now you got to really take this into really think about what's going on here think about
2: it i feel like that's the thing is like you know a lot of this things that have happened that are the worst happened a long time ago without the correct information Mm -hmm. and now that the as the correct information comes it's so hard to like what do you believe what do you don't believe because Mm -hmm. things that have come out factual 20 years later become not you know there's a history Mm -hmm. of misinformation and things that were We got this wrong and that. So people get so confused that they do nothing. Right. I mean, is that kind of.
6: Yeah, I think they get overwhelmed. I always call it getting overwhelmed because it's just so much information to take in. And some people get really scared of the information. And one of the things I always tell them, is like, arm yourself with knowledge, man. Like, that's what you got to be doing. Our education as a society is vital. Yes, it really is, because you can protect your family, protect yourselves, and, and at the end of the day, when you, once you get a cancer diagnosis, the rest of your life is changed. You don't want to get to that point of waiting and wait just to see if it happens. Why not protect yourself now and take care of your health? It's cheaper to do it now than wait.
0: With yeah. that, how is your family now?
6: Um, so my, my uncle passed as soon as he got his cancer. Oh. Our family dog obviously passed, and then my father just passed in February. So we and lost this all people. stems
0: back from that.
6: Yeah, wow. basically from being poisoned from, you know, tainted water. And, you know, you talk about now and the science now. Right. Um, you also have to think about, oh, my God, how much worse was it decades ago? Because, you know, we work with an oncologist and she brought up these these cancer clusters, as you call them. And they don't typically show up for about 15 to 20 years. And this is the exact time frame that we're seeing. It's like lining right up. So what did we drink or what were we exposed to 10, 15 years ago? And that's why it's so difficult to establish cancer clusters. And
5: hey, I got a quick oh, question. Sure. Julie Greenwald. Yes. Do you know her? Yes. Okay. Is she the oncologist?
6: She's the oncologist.
5: Yeah. I I, had a new st- I read a news story about her today, uh, and she was from that area.
6: From Satellite Beach. Satellite yeah, she beach. went to Satellite high,
5: went to, high School. Yeah, mm-hmm. went to Satellite High. I saw the news story, and I was like, oh,
6: yeah. man.
5: It's that's so wild.
6: And it's so hard for doctors and oncologists and experts to speak out because they risk their job. And so, you know, it took a lot of bravery and courage for her. I remember having conversations with her back and forth. And, you know, she was like, well, why don't you, why don't you go to the news and talk to them? And I said, you're the oncologist. I'm yeah, like, we need yeah. you to, you know, she, to did too. she did. She did. And yeah. it was incredible. And I will always be thankful for her voice. Yeah, it's amazing in this.
5: Um, do you have any local leaders, local politicians that are really pushing on your side that we need to know about?
6: Well, you know, for the longest time, we, we really just spent a lot of time educating our local leaders. And I will have to say, Congressman Posey, yeah. has been he, he has started getting really on board with um, different regulations on PFAS. He's been voting in favor of, you know, things that would, would hold... You know, accountable. For instance, there was a bill about firefighters and, you know, requiring them to ensure that the firefighters get some kind of medical um, care or monitoring because they are really exposed yes. to this stuff. Think about yeah. how much they're exposed, yeah. and a lot of firefighters are getting multiple myeloma, mm-hmm. you know, and, and diseases and things from the things that they're exposed <sighs> to in their workplace. And it's in their, in their clothing, by the way.
3: It's
5: happening a little oh bit my in my God. job mm-hmm. field, too.
3: So, what I think might be important for you to explain to people real quick when you say forever chemical in the human body what does that mean so everybody knows about what half lives are and mm-hmm. things like that about chemicals really explain the details of what a forever chemical is and how it how you're dosed with it and how it works and how you end up with mutations and stuff like that how it all works well
6: yeah you, you okay so i'll i'll try here um
3: Sorry, complicated Wait, question. Yeah,
6: it is kind of. I mean, so when you get this chemical in your body, it basically stays in your body for eight years. I try to simplify everything I say because I know sometimes it, it, it's uh, compli- kind of like when you chew
2: gum and it stays yeah, in your belly yeah. for seven years. Yeah,
6: I mean, there you
2: go. Is
5: that real? Is that true? I don't know.
6: Is that
3: I think true? so. Somebody Google that. No,
5: it is not. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. What? Your body
3: can't digest it, it doesn't mean you won't pass it. Yeah. Pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> okay sorry (laughs) yes
6: oh my goodness (laughs) yeah so um yeah it stays in your body for about eight years but you know if you're exposed to it every year that just every eight years it's in your body for a long time there was actually um some cities where they did blood testing and they showed extremely high levels of it in their blood children's blood and this stuff gets passed down in fetuses and your babies, things like that so um, and as far as genetics, so you'll hear a lot of people say like, I drink the water all my life and I'm okay. You know,
7: I always yeah, say yeah. it that way. Yeah,
6: um,
0: yeah. but I just, well, actually, I read it on Facebook. That's the same yeah. voice that's saying it yeah. in my head because mm-hmm. you have to be, God, yeah. I mean, but
6: it's Might like the
3: title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking that water since <laughs> I was like, a yeah. kid. Yeah,
6: yeah. My yeah. response to that is, you know, you have incredible genetics then. And, I'm you're very lucky because genetics does play a factor in, in Absol- this, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so um, there's a certain genetic make that if you have certain genes and they don't know exactly what, but if you're exposed to certain things, um, you're more susceptible to getting cancer. Yeah. And so some people just have incredible immune systems, and I'm super envious of them because, I mean, I wish I did, but you also have a vulnerable population too, and one of your vulnerable populations is what? Children. Yep. Children. So we're when we're exposed when we're younger, um, he, hmm. We're getting a lot more. Think about how much kids drink.
3: It's basically know? like a cup being nonstop filled right. up, right? The cup's never emptying, emptying. But whenever you get to a certain level on that cup, a switch is going to flip, and mm-hmm. you're in a lot of trouble. Yep.
2: We need to raise our empathy game, you know, just as a society, people being more empathetic towards other people's and being aware, you
3: know, man. People need to be aware of very... what's going on. Now, do you do? Yeah, like, I'm shocked right now.
5: Any? Ugh, I'm trying to think fundraisers like going out and doing stuff. Uh, like right, right, right.
6: actually, everything we've done is extremely grassroots, and people just like send us checks here and there, and we've done some facebook fundraisers but i um spent you know the past year applying for grant after grant after grant. And we were awarded two grants and one with the University oh, wow. of Florida and one with um Great. a national coalition that's oh, that's awesome. awesome. so um that's I fantastic. try to stay really grassroots I know my organization seems like you know super big and it's just because we have like really awesome skills and know how to do websites and seo and you know yeah. all that
3: stuff
5: yeah. so yeah she's a hammer i like need to I learn said. that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> that website your website's awesome i did the your website re- website's awesome yeah Thank
0: right. you. it is really good <laughs>
5: you're gonna do ours then soon
3: <laughs> the woman's no joke
5: so uh going out holding signs doing anything oh. like that oh what, yeah what are we doing
6: so <laughs> Uh, the past my uh, daughter's so
5: excited for the
6: past few <laughs> I Saturdays. That. I dressed up as a poop emoji,
5: excuse me. Wa-
3: <laughs> oh, my garage!
5: <laughs> no, I, I can't wait to <laughs> run by you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go,
2: I'm gonna go, let's go jog by her.
6: And I, oh. I, I walked over the A Max Brewer Bridge, and I've been holding a sign that says, Clean this up.
2: Yeah yeah,
5: up, yeah yeah. You know? think this shit up.
6: Yeah, that's exactly what I put. Yeah, and yeah. I was wearing the a poop emoji because I don't know if you've seen our Indian River Lagoon because this goes beyond yeah, our drinking water. Oh yeah, that's It's all, terrible. It's the
5: all algae connected. The, all the blooming. Yeah. Like, that
2: that algae bloom stuff with all the sugar that we're getting from down in Okeechobee and everything, it's ridiculous. There's
3: so much more than the sugar in Okeechobee yeah. going on. Yeah. If you think about there's cities around here that spill lots of uh lots of bad things into our lagoon yeah. once a month. Just mm-hmm. about once a month, they're spilling hundreds yeah. of thousands of gallons of poop into our lagoon. Uh, it, hap- it happens all the time. I know, you I see it, you'll you'll it see it in the newspaper. Shoo-age. you see it everywhere. And then yeah, we take our kids out stuff. there to yep. swim in it. Oh, no. Every no, I, I don't. It. Not anymore. Every time I see that, <laughs> I, I can't believe people Shoo-age. are doing that. I'll see people on the beach over there by the, the FWC building and think, y'all are out of your minds. Yeah.
2: Playland Beach, can you go
3: there?
6: I mean, I go to Playland Beach. I, I go there all
3: the time. The beach is one thing. The river is a whole different story.
2: Love that place.
3: Yeah. The beach is one thing. The the river's a whole different story. Yeah, the Paged river story. whole yeah,
0: story. Yeah, it's, it's story. The people really dumping the poop. Is this the same people all the time? This isn't legal, obviously, right? It's cities neighbors. They go it? run out and they just throw it
2: no, in.
3: Cities it's ridiculous. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why cities do it and they pay the fine.
0: Oh my god.
6: Look
3: up look up Cocoa Beach. Oh. I look thought they were accidents when things that. broke. I didn't know that they were oh like
6: just
2: Isn't that it. why Titus if was water? By that, bills they are so high. <laughs>
6: yeah,
3: look up the history of Cocoa Beach and oh uh, look up the look up the history of Cocoa Beach and the the amount of uh poop they put into the river over the years. Oh yeah. It's it'll blow your mind. It's,
2: isn't hasn't Titusville been fine like multiple times like a lot of money? That's why our yeah. water they've bill got, like, like well. I'm on Mims I'm on the Mims water side here. So we have we we use the other one that's over off a of holder road, as our water place.
6: Typically, your water bills go up because they have to, uh, you know, treat your better your water better, and so th- you know they've obviously had water quality issues with their drinking water, so they got to yeah. find a way to compensate for that, you know.
5: Titusville's notorious for that. Yeah, okay, I yeah, just remember
2: yeah. back in the day, I think it's years ago, there was like some heavy fines, and that's what my dad and all of them used to tell me. Yeah, that's, that's when that's... our
5: water bill went up. Well, their bill yeah. was $100 yeah. something dollars a month in Titusville. Yeah, there was and a And I'm bit. in Port St. John's, $20, $26, yeah, like, 40 a month. 50
2: bucks, And totally I got pulling and everything. It's there have been
3: so many open pipes along the river for so long. That, I mean, they've been fixed over the past few years for the most part, but I remember going down there and catching gators, and you'd see open pipes with stuff pouring out in the river. It's just, you can't see wait it. to
2: go on a pipe and get a gator out of it.
6: Then we wonder why our river is the way it is. Yeah, it's
3: so bad. So bad. I'll pop the manhole for you, Scott, and put you down there. There you go. Scott's
5: all about popping the manholes. You guys want to take a little (laughs) break? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's take a break. Cool. Oh, those too yeah they're they're those yeah, are cool
6: <laughs> those are just for fun guys
5: that's like, awesome yeah they're they're it's just cool as hell yeah
6: they're pretty cool what do you do too yeah so So before this whole water ordeal and me getting cancer, I actually traveled across the United States and did photography. And I also did makeup for shoots, like actual model photography shoots. And so what I do every Halloween, because I'm like obsessed with Halloween, I love Halloween. And so I typically do 31 days of Halloween. And so every day of October, I'll either do a makeup look, you know, and do something fun like that and do a video or we'll do like a baking thing at my house or we'll do a science project where... You know, we blow up stuff, and green stuff comes out of it. But That's awesome, yeah, <laughs>
3: that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, we do
6: like really cool stuff, and it's all, it, it all like revolves around Halloween themed stuff that okay. we do. And so, it's just like something we do every year. It's like something I do with my kids, and they love it. Do you That's
5: have so like cool. a Do you have like a specific Halloween movie? No, I. Love you don't that. have There's too or, many a, that or I a character? Like, Are you is there a favorite me? character? Nothing. Allie watched mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses. No, she didn't. This weekend, she's twelve years old
3: she chose it you're a fucking problem she chose there's it. no way that is legit a category for tomorrow night's trivia
4: what house of a thousand corpses no <laughs>
3: different characters in halloween movies oh oh yeah there yeah, you go it's yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a it's happening tomorrow night. by the way
2: the sound thing i don't mm-hmm. think it's affecting the show at all it shouldn't be okay. and if it is i can fix that too but uh I'm like having a little breakdown over here in my brain. You're right because yeah. like I like I was up to like two in the morning getting that fixed because it started last week when me and him recorded, um, and it's one of these little sounds that if you Charlie was here, out, it never Change yeah, Changing drive, I'm doing I'm all this you, stuff, and I had it like <laughs> for like an hour today running perfectly, and then right when we sat down and got started with like ten minutes, boom, it started. <laughs> so yeah, I'm having fun. With
5: okay, that. so before we get uh, Cindy, before we talk about all this tell me about the cookie butter like it's
4: this is the most amazing <laughs> it's thing i so ever good. <laughs> I love
5: it when people first try this
4: i took one bite and went oh i'm not an adult anymore i know yeah it's
5: so good that's, that's why i, gotta I got to eat everything food. yeah it's amazing
4: crepes we uh, taught frank what a crepe is. yeah crepe. <laughs> i still don't quite understand what's <laughs> yeah. a crepe
3: i don't know what that is I never. Can heard I catch it. a gator with it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me, but I ain't ever heard what one of these here crepe things Will it stop me from man. running it into shells? <laughs> a, French, a French crepe? <laughs> Will it protect me from being bitten by an alligator? Yeah. If not, I'm not sure. It'll keep gonna... your mind
5: off it, buddy, especially if it's got cookie butter on should
2: it. should put one in the next coloring book, man. We'll put a crepe in there. <laughs> have you, have
3: you, the qu- big question is, though, have yes. you ate more crepes than you can ever remember?
5: No, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not an internet I'm not a social media gangster anyways <laughs> tough guy uh, Cindy uh, let's get back to you being the director of victim services for North Brevard division of the Women's Center for Brevard how, te- like how did this happen and how long have you been doing it
4: oh god how did it happen years ago um, almost 10 years ago oh wow Uh, I decided I was a young single mom working as a bartender, decided to go back to school, needed volunteer hours. And my best friend at the time, thank God, said, "Uh, I just got a job at a new center that's opening up and I need a ton of help and we can't pay anyone. So can you volunteer? Nice. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, man. (laughs) So my first year with the center, I was actually a volunteer. Um, and after that first year, I came on board as a victim advocate, which I have done for the past nine years. Okay. In oh. May, I took over as director. So it's been a huge adjustment. Congratulations. Sure. Thank you. A Perfect awesome. time yeah, in the middle awesome. of a pandemic. <laughs> I know,
5: right?
3: <laughs> right.
4: Yeah. Take over. That was, that was not something. Perfect
3: I would... <laughs> timing. Yeah. When you say victim advocate, what does that mean?
4: Yeah. Good question. Um, it means whatever a victim needs it to mean. No. Uh, in, in summary, we help victims with identifying what steps do they need to take to get safe. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what support do you need or where do you need to go from here?
3: If that's a okay. man, woman, or child, right?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Despite being called the Women's Center, we actually do help victims of, of any gender, age, range. It doesn't matter. We'll help anyone.
5: Now, what, what resources do you offer
4: That's a great question. So here in Titusville, we are the smaller satellite office of our main office, which is down in Melbourne. Um, Throughout both of our locations, we have uh, victim services programs as well as counseling. We have a transitional housing program. We also have two safe houses. Up here in Titusville, our safe house is a communal living facility. We can have multiple families staying there at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because we are privately funded, which is a double-edged sword because we are privately I funded bet. as opposed to some of the other shelters we can actually customize the stay for our clients depending on whatever they need Oh, that's so awesome. somebody who's got you know five children and no car and no job is going to need a lot longer than somebody that's making sixty thousand dollars a year yes and, yeah. and is a single woman yeah. um, so we have because of the generosity of the community and because of the fact that we are privately funded we have the ability to really customize services for our clients as they need. Wow. Um, from the first time somebody calls, a victim advocate really meets them where they're at. Yeah. Every story is different. Every survivor is looking for something different. Some people call and they the first thing out of their mouth is, I gotta get out. And that's where you start. Others call and say, something's wrong with my relationship. I don't, I don't really know what but people keep telling me I need help. People keep telling me I need to call. So I'm calling, but I don't know why I'm calling. Yeah, That's where you start.
3: That's a good start.
4: Yeah. Um, so victim advocates really help clients identify for themselves where they want to go next, whether okay. that be filing a protective order. Uh, people call them restraining orders here in Florida. Yeah, protective, actually, protective. They're orders. actually called yep. an injunction for protection. Yep. Um, whether that be getting into a safe house, looking for employment, looking for counseling. Looking to relocate. Oh, you offer
5: all that. We do. We that's do. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. Um, so through our safe housing programs, our case managers actually work one-on-one with each client that comes in. Uh, if you need help learning how to write a resume, that's where we start. If you need to practice like you're going to an interview, that's where we start. Wow. If you're going to court, that's where we start. Uh, we'll, we'll role play and say, okay, here are some things that judges might ask in court. What do you say if somebody says this? Yeah, because some of the things that come up in court are they're pretty shocking. It's it's not. I can imagine.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things again. People are individuals, and they're going to have their own crazy ideas.
4: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now
5: the Women's Center is four hundred Julia Street, Titusville, Florida. That is that's you, where our main office. Where you're? Yeah, where you're at.
4: That is okay. At that office, we do the victim advocacy and we do counseling. You,
5: where do you accept donations at?
4: Uh, we accept donations at our upscale resale store on Hopkins.
2: Yep, it's MemJ's. but the old, the, the old, old MJs,
4: MJ's. Yes. Old MJ's. <laughs> yeah. the old MJs. I
2: still <sighs>
0: cannot believe it when I walk it. I walked in there one day and I was just like, I only went in because I was like, how could they? I worked at MJs. For two years, if two those and a half years, I was like, "How did they get the cigarette smell out of the building? Like it seeped it. <laughs> I was so
2: drunk at this square right this, here. It was so
4: impressive because, like, yeah, it's they they cleared up that whole area. Yeah, the first day we walked into did a fantastic that building, job. The first thing I said to because most of the people that were involved in making that decision were from our Melbourne office, they didn't grow up with him, Jason. Yeah, they didn't
5: know anything about the first how thing I said. Terrible was, that place
4: was. F Y I. We are going to have to gut this whole building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like but a whole light never sage, know she running through we, with some sage. Yeah, we we and actually just, did that. Yeah. I went too.
4: It it's was MJ's. Beautiful. You
0: would never know. No, yeah, you wouldn't. It,
5: it really is nice.
0: It and, blew my mind. I mean, like, I'm somebody who was at MJ's literally every single day for two and a half years. So I, I walked in. I was like, damn, this is impressive. Like, I couldn't even picture the old place. Yeah. Like, so, that
4: store has really been a pivotal. Thing for for the Titusville office
5: and we were talking uh while we we weren't recording uh with this pandemic and everything going on donations it's been a little harder to get this year it has unfortunately
4: okay. we had to cancel all of our major fundraisers this year we yeah. were very lucky and got to do our trivia event in February yes yeah everything after that so far we've had to cancel so that store has been what's really been keeping us afloat yeah are um, you still taking donations right now like closed donations and everything we are we are now, that, that store helps us in two ways. One, the income that comes in from people that aren't clients shopping there, that goes right into funding our services. It's entirely nonprofit. Yeah. But also, our clients, when they leave, they're often leaving with nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. When they're ready to start over, we give them a voucher. They go there. Anything they need for their new house, they take no, no cost to <sighs> them. Clothing, all it's of so that. awesome. I'm Sheets, gonna bring so much stuff tomorrow.
0: Like no joke, I have so much, but I didn't think that I was allowed to donate right now because yes, of COVID. Absolutely,
4: it's, it's good
2: to know. Absolutely, you know, because a lot of people donate to the spca which another has other. You know, they have their thrift store. They're amazing store, too, and yeah. they're everybody has their calls yeah. in and they're all great, and they're all helping somebody. But I've been hearing about you uh of the upscale resale and what how it benefits uh, y'all. It's Jody's
5: cost. upscale resale. What's it called? Is it just upscale resale? I don't know. I think it's just upscale resale. Upscale yeah. resale. <laughs> Why did I say yeah, Jody? Why are you talking to Jody? No, I'm telling you we're, right now, I'm look, Googling it. There's one in Melbourne. I'm i talking I think. to a Jody. You guys
4: take, so <laughs> I believe you. I believe
0: you. So, is there women and men's clothes there? Like there is. all of it? Okay. Yes, and children. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. When my um, mother in law passed away, she <laughs> had a lot of really nice clothing. Like, she passed away from cancer and she wanted it donated to there. So, oh, we brought all amazing. of it there. And it was like, I, I know that when we dropped it off, when they looked through it, I'm like, they're going to be so shocked. Cause, I mean, it was like twenty pairs of brand new Nike sneakers that she never wore, everything. But right now I was like, Oh well, I don't know if I can bring my husband's stuff there. Can I I have there's so much yes, stuff I need any remote?
3: Nice stuff there. I bought this pair of dress pants there. No joke. I yeah, buy my yeah, work clothes, my clothes, clothes there stuff.
4: myself. Yeah. I go on Saturdays when, when they're open yeah, and I buy I buy my work clothes there. It's really, okay, so really they're nice. They're
5: taking donations right now. So yes. all you guys out there that are listening to this. If
4: you don't follow the Facebook page, follow it. They're yep. sharing constant updates right now of what their, their hours are changing frequently to accommodate their needs for coronavirus. No. Right now, they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, so they have time to deep clean, sanitize, do things like that. So they, they say on top of posting anytime they're going to be closed for an extended period or anything like that. I
5: just did it. It's Women's Center Upscale Resale Store. It Perfect. is. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um,
2: when you first uh, were asked to uh, help at the very beginning, and you said within a year, then, you know, it just kind of kept going and going. What kept you there? Like, what kept you uh, going there? Like, what's, uh, what's in your heart?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, so I'm a survivor myself. Okay. But also getting to do a job where I see every day people's lives being changed. It's amazing. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And there are more hard days than there are not. Yeah, People ask sure. me all the time, "Oh, yeah. why do why do you do that? How do you do that?" Because these things are happening whether we help or not. Yeah. So at least I know I get to make a difference in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and every year that I have done this, we have as an agency seen our numbers increase every single year. Wow! And when I started doing this, I thought, well, you know, I had a lot of I had a lot of ideas. I had stars in my eyes. You know, yeah. a, 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 one concept of what helping was going to be like.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: It's a weird profession to be in where you hope that one day your job is never needed. Yeah. And then you yeah. find out that that's probably not the case.
2: Yeah. And I would think it would be backwards even. In, yeah. in, and it's because, you know, in the old days, you could hide your, yeah. beat yeah. your kids, right? Like yeah. you could like, or or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, we I was hit a lot as a kid. You know, we all have our, you know, traumas and this and that and uh, come to terms with it in their own ways. And uh, then you have to, when you become a parent, find your way with your children and your surroundings and your spouses, and you know all down the line, right? Yeah. um, you would think that with education and with things getting bigger, and you know like more information on the internet,
5: oh, man. <laughs> oh we're fixing to see bad. something right now, please right. don't beat the computer up. <laughs> we're
0: getting all <laughs> serious, but meanwhile, crackling in our headphones is out of control,
5: oh no. There, there it goes. goes. There it goes. It's beautiful. I think this year has done a lot, too. They said a lot with the quarantine and people being at home. And it
4: has. That's been one of the biggest things is, you know, I used to have this idea that helping was going to mean once we were being effective, our numbers would go down and we wouldn't be needed. And yeah. that's not true. That's not reality. I I know yeah. that now. The sad reality that we knew going into this lockdown and going into quarantine and all of it is that it was essential to protect the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. But for victims, it creates a lot was going to be devastating. Yeah. Sure. Being with so many people that were deemed non-essential and either mm-hmm. working from home or laid off being locked in your house 24 7 with your perpetrator is devastating yeah you can only walk on eggshells so long before yeah something's going And there's to
2: so many uh uh psychological issues that people aren't we haven't even as a as a come to uh grips with we haven't figured do out understand yeah. we don't know any of this yet we're going through this all blind
4: and the hardest part of that was as practitioners while we were in lockdown we knew this was happening there's nothing. You our can... clients need mm-hmm. us. They can't call. They can't, you call. can't call. Normally, when people reach out to us, it's when their perpetrator has left for <sighs> the morning to go to work or to go to the bar or whatever it is they do. That's mm-hmm. when they call. They call when yeah. it's safe, when nobody's there. When you're with somebody 24 7, it's hard to call. Yeah. So once things started to be relaxed and restrictions started to be lifted, our calls have started going through the roof. We are getting more calls a day now than I think we've ever wow. gotten in my entire career. And that's the hard part is we as an agency network with so many other agencies, no one agency in this field can do it alone. So many agencies are at capacity right now and you don't want to turn anyone away. So it's a constant battle of where can we find funding to do this? Where we've got people in hotels. We've got, we have become as creative as we could be because we had to limit our communal living environment. You can't have 20 people of different families living on top of each other. sharing. Yeah. So we, we had to get creative. It's been hard. It's been a unique year for us. So
3: at one point while you're kind of sad, people are having to reach out for help. It's amazing that more people than normal are reaching out for help because it means you guys are, you're becoming more, people are becoming more aware of
4: what you're doing. That's yeah. That's been the beautiful thing is it seems like every year more and more people know about us and Things like this is how that gets out there. Nonprofits don't Still knows this. Yeah. Nonprofits don't have funding to advertise. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're not buying billboards. Yeah. We're not people know about us because people talk about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the biggest way people can support our cars. And that's why I'm so happy to be here because this yeah. month is domestic violence awareness month.
2: Yes. Oh wow. Yes, it, is. Yes. it
0: is. You know, I didn't um when I worked at Publix and we were volunteering for United Way, they gave us a tour of one of the safe houses that I didn't even know existed. And it was important. Em- And I was thinking there's so many women out there that don't know that this is an option because like, yeah, you think that there's a number you can call and that they'll give you resources, but they don't realize like you can literally have a place to stay that is safe, that they cannot find you because you can't Google it. You can't find it. And I know you guys work really hard at keeping it a secret. I mean, I can't imagine where the position you're in. You must have people trying to find their people and you have to keep them as safe as possible. And Do people come after you at all?
4: oh yes <laughs>
5: yeah oh, what do you oh, do obviously. security what well, I, I was gonna ask that like
4: yeah yeah that's a great question um uh, so that makes me so nervous <laughs> Kick some uh-huh. it's <sighs> a good question because if they're
0: abusive anyways it's like yeah yeah i mean if yeah if they have that kind of attitude anyways you know they're not going to give up so easy so i would be scared to have your job like
4: one of the biggest things i have done from the day i started is try to keep as close connections with our local law enforcement as I
2: can. Sure. That's got to be a huge connection and they they then refer to you right away. Yep.
4: You need somewhere to sit when you type your reports? Come to our parking lot. Yeah. That is one of the biggest things we do is we form these strong relationships so that if there's ever anything that seems amiss, we have somebody that we can call and say, "Hey, can you just come do a drive by? We're not really yep. sure." We have, you know, state of the art security systems, panic buttons, yeah um, we we have lots of safety protocols and but you hope you never have to use them you have like like
5: right. personal body alarms
4: some of us do yes yes so one okay. of us, th- those of us that are on the front lines yes yep. i would okay. love uh, to keep expanding that but yeah you, know, I, un- you don't money. have you have to say oh money. yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> no more to me i work for the state yes <laughs> yeah. so uh
4: that is definitely something we are always working on is what environmental things can we do to our buildings and our locations to make them safer for sure. There have been times where myself and other advocates have had to have law enforcement follow us home, sit outside yeah. of our houses, because we don't just do domestic violence. That's what we're most known for. Yeah. We do sexual assault. We work human trafficking cases. We're actually the only the only agency in Brevard that has housing for human trafficking victims. God. And I know that that has become like a hot topic yeah. recently, and a lot of people are learning more about it. Yeah, if you don't know about it. Human trafficking organizations it's typically huge. don't like when their victims are rescued.
5: Sure, and Florida is a hotspot. We,
2: uh, it is. is.
4: It's actually number three in the nation. Yeah,
2: it's bad. We, we just got our office certified through uh, the human trafficking with all of our drivers. We got them all oh, certifi- that makes certified. Certified. So happy. It's a huge cause on LinkedIn right now, and and yes. the women. Uh, it's a woman's uh, directed cause, and it's about you know uh, trucking because a lot of the truck drivers. You know, they're at the truck stops where a lot of the stuff's happened and they're the ones that they see they, they're the first eyes once yeah. they get past our borders. You know, that can pick well, their up their feet on are on it. the so ground. They're, they're doing they're, a good you know, job with that. It's with been
4: that. such a like a a bittersweet experience to be watching all of the social media attention lately that mm-hmm. human trafficking's gotten because finally People are talking about, you know, for yeah. years when I've said, oh, we do this, we help with this, people go, yeah, trafficking doesn't happen here. Shh.
0: So is so Wayfair often. really trafficking oh children?
4: <laughs> Little do <laughs> <No>. they know. <laughs> okay, so that's what I was going to say is, but the hard part is so much of what is being shared is not the reality of what trafficking really looks like. Yeah. Right. And that's the hard part is now, now that's what people are looking for. Exactly. People are looking for yeah. these elite, Organizations with yes. pizza symbols and yeah. people wearing costumes <laughs> dancing around <laughs> fire, Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but you know, it's the normal-looking brainwash that works at the yeah. IT. Co- uh, human it's a, it's a control like and a brainwashing. It's a, it's an
2: aggressive, it's an aggressive it thing.
4: It is. And, and the it, most at-risk children are children that are in the foster care system, or in homes where there is substance abuse or instability. Because of violence and mm -hmm. incarceration, and that's where these children are really coming from. It's not the blonde-haired, blue-eyed upper-middle-class child being snatched from Target. Yes, yeah, that I keep seeing shared. It's 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 usually victims. Yeah, it's usually victims. Perpetrators that are human trafficking perpetrators do not view their victims as people. They view them as a product. It's a commodity. They want a a product that they can sell. The most amount of times with the least amount of effort. Yeah. That is not going to be that little girl that was snatched from target. That's going to be on every billboard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the kid that nobody's looking. Nobody. Yeah. The kid from the foster care system, the kid from the broken home. Yeah. Those are who are at most risk. And the reason practitioners get so upset when we see these things like, Oh, there's a human trafficking ring operating out of target is because (laughs) that's what people care about. Now that's what people are looking for. And now we're not looking at answers to the real problems in our society that are contributing to
5: this. Now you're making me feel bad for when I get a salted caramel mocha. <laughs> I'm actually looking for it. The, so. there, there's well, an you, immigration. You can
2: keep doing that. <laughs> there's an immigration function of that as well. There is. And, oh, and every time we ship them back to the border, there's certain places where there's uh, professional organizations. That are just sitting there waiting to obtain and detain these people and then they find out who these people are who their families are are they rich can we extract money from them can we use them for ransom and then they just come back into you know the country to meet up with their family or whatnot and it's a circle and people uh get hurt all the time within that process and uh these kids are just brainwashed they don't know any better so they they don't even know how to tell because they don't know what what's happening that is wrong. They're just controlled, and then gets to a certain age,
0: and God, it's heartbreaking. Reminds me of that Epstein documentary. Yeah. Ooh, that's man.
7: why they take that's them their one.
4: kids. They're, adolescents are easier to brainwash. They're easier yep. to break down. One hundred percent. To convince that you're their savior, to make them dependent.
7: Yeah. And
5: well, that's we what appreciate all the work and you wives do. And,
2: that's yeah, a it's um, a huge, it's a huge task to take on. It's
3: emotionally, kidding with these two like women right here. It's got to be, it's oh, got to yeah. be tough. Uh, when I use the term hero. Uh, I don't use that term a whole lot. And these two women called me a hero are <laughs> <laughs> these two women but are a, kind of a, a couple <laughs> of my heroes, whether, whether or not they realize it or not. I mean, legit, <laughs> they're doing impossible jobs that uh, nobody takes notice of. They don't get the pat in the back. You know, they don't get yeah. the hey, you're doing a great job. But you guys are doing a great job in a, a thankless line of work. And I'm, I'm proud of you both. I'm proud to call you both friends, really.
5: Yeah, real quick, I want to do the uh, get the information out there since we're on it. It's www.womenscenter.net. And the 24-7 domestic violence hotline is 321-607-6809. And then you got the Sexual Assault Victim Services 24-Hour Rape Hotline, which is 321-784-HELP.
4: Yes, sir.
0: We can post that on our group too.
2: I want to get information for both causes, and I want to make sure we share that in the group and on yeah. top of the website, and and continue to do that.
5: Yeah. Uh, but you guys are amazing. Thank uh, you, f- Frank oversold you guys, and he didn't. <laughs> you guys are awesome. One hundred percent. You guys are great. And. How can you tell us when we're taking a break that you're like, I don't know if I can talk to them? And then you're a gangster. It
4: absolutely
3: kills it. No, absolutely no, I kills
4: it's gangster. it. So, the very first time- lyrical
5: gangster. <laughs> no, you're basically Tupac. <laughs> yep.
4: The first you're not. time I ever <laughs> had to give a presentation as a victim advocate for the Women's Center was possibly one of the most traumatic experiences of my yeah, life. If nobody but,
3: would have known any better, they would have thought that was 50 years ago because you <laughs> ab- you have 50 years it, of the experience because like you it was. killed it. Social service yeah.
4: years are much like dog years. So we, yes.
5: Oh, I say that in my job too.
3: Cindy and I joke around all the time because we both deal with a lot of insane situations a lot. Oh God! And we're always joking back and forth about whose situation was crazier. So it's it's, can a, I, it's a non-stop Can try. I was, get in on yeah. that? <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> it was Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I yeah. was giving information about things that we can do in the community to, as a society, start to break this generational generational cycle and yeah. fight mm-hmm. domestic violence. And some woman asked a question about something about men, and I said, "Yes, absolutely we incorporate men, because one, men are also victims. Yeah. But two, you can't fix a problem that affects all of society. By excluding
5: a gender. A portion an, of society. An entire half of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> and she says to me, Oh, so you're not a feminist. And I was highly taken aback because I am often accused of being a raging feminist. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, No, I, I most certainly yeah. am a feminist. And then yeah. this man stands up and yells, "Oh, so you hate men?" Oh, oh and then no. they labels, started screaming labels. back and forth. Yeah. And I thought, "Okay, I'm I'm in an episode of Parks and Rec." Oh. Yeah, I am yes, nope, yeah. And, it's a great episode. Yeah. And I realized that's how quickly things can, yeah. can oh, escalate. Yeah, escalate. yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
2: it's so quick. It's it's quick non thinking reactions to to yeah. words.
4: And that's the hard part. Is so for years, my <laughs> job was to just sit there and listen which was fine. I didn't have, now that I've transitioned, learning to be comfortable again with speaking about what we do and talking. That's why I'm so thankful you guys brought me here because you all cool. are amazing. This is this is amazing. Awesome.
2: It, it's a lot of fun. We love doing it. And thank you for saying that.
4: Yeah. Aside from Frank. Okay, I do know Colleen, but. <laughs> that was so crazy though that you were
0: just at Hardware a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yes. And so after we closed, john comes up to hardware to have his shifty because bricks is just chaos all the time and he was like (laughs) hey i have two really good friends that um you know can they come up here and have a drink and and i was like yeah i'll just let them in and lock the doors behind well ron was there with his wife and jim and i were closing so when we were done we're all sitting there just talking and i brought up the podcast to her but it wasn't like in any specifics because i didn't know who exactly what she did or anything like that i just knew she was john's friend so, and then all of a you sudden, you just, she walked I'm okay in, you're like, Frank's title, like, <laughs> by the way, Frank tells me who it is. And I looked you up on Facebook. And I'm like, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that?
4: Yeah. It's such that a small awesome. little town. You but guys are so inviting. I feel mm-hmm. like I actually know awesome. you guys. And, yeah,
2: well, yeah, we're we always, we, we are, we're, we're here always. And it's just, we do this in my living room. We all have jobs here in Titusville. We all work and, and do something. And I wanted this podcast to be, uh, to be just that to for networking and connections and for sharing information and uh and giving it to the public and, and podcasting it, is is a great it's format like, for that it's
5: like a, it's colleen got frank yeah. Yeah. frank talk to you guys you guys if, if you guys know people get them on if need, people need to be heard we, we did 60 episodes
2: so. of this of just three friends that went to high school together and we and after 60 episodes it was like okay we're done because Everybody didn't have the energy, but it was an awesome experience. And trying to learn about this, Charlie then hits me up. We got Scott. We got to do this again. We got to. We we have to do this again. And hit me up for months on it. And I'm like, man, it's just a lot of work to get it set up and going and everything with our lives. And once we did it, was a blessing because it was just me and him. Yeah. And then just kind of, it's grown to uh, our friend Joe, to our friend Chris, you know, and- Colleen,
5: and somehow. Colleen. How did you show Colleen. It, it all happened. Where did you
2: come it from? It happened
0: because it was like you had done two episodes. You, I think you just showed just up and forced yourself on here, right? You came into yeah. hardware and yeah. was like, hey, congratulations on your promotion. You know, I do this podcast and I brought you up on it. So I listened and then I was like, oh man, we should have him in the brewery to do a- Yeah, we did one, podcast at, uh, with one Ron. at the brewery, yep. And then the next thing you know, like you guys are doing the podcast there and then, Mm-hmm. i started running the show yeah <laughs> now you're
5: running now you're running now you're running shit like yeah. our
2: intro is the first thing that she sat down and said on the mic so anything that i say uh and say stupid you can just cut it out and <laughs> blah blah blah. like that's yeah. kind of our disclaimer but that's that's exactly her saying that, like yeah. Banking yeah. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah then when rattle normal uh random rattlesnakes and things show up at the the brewery i get yep. called you yeah, random things like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i
5: like that i was walking my dog the other night and just saw a snake and i was like
3: that was awesome, by the yeah, way. Frank, like, what picture. is this? I don't know. This is. I know. I was like, come and, thir- on. and 30 seconds later, you had an answer, didn't you?
5: Yeah. And I got proven wrong, too. <laughs> Which was nice. <laughs> I had what do you think it was? Nothing. It's a long story. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tell me what you No, I didn't it was. know.
3: What? You had no guesses? No,
5: but somebody with me guessed it right. And...
3: What? Oh, they did? What, what were you thinking?
5: I had to, it was a snake.
3: Yeah, it's probably one of the most I'm
5: common a, snakes in the world. He's family. like it's an anaconda. <laughs> not a snakeologist. What does that? It's not a no it's not an anaconda. Uh, did
7: you say snakeologist?
5: snake-ologist?
6: Yeah,
7: I yeah. did. I
5: went to THS. We'll say herpetologist. Herpetologist. <laughs> 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 I like snakeologist. It's,
3: I do. It actually does sound better. Thank we you. about it,
5: yeah. It's Charlie Bonix. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I hope we can all do this m- more often again you know uh, i would love to hear updates on what's going on you know i would love to share information still as well obviously yeah and uh, if you guys get you on it, the mic is just tell been, us message us it's get been it out pretty awesome uh hearing this stuff but it's been you know it's scary and it's uh but it needs to be out there and the information needs to be shared and you're yeah you're you're, you're you guys are both the cause is uh Awareness. Is great.
3: Awareness is the the key. You're not trying to scare anybody. And, uh, it's awareness. Frank,
2: you have a non profit as well. You're you're doing a lot of things. You're you're uh you have a lot of things going on as well there, sir.
3: I have been more blessed over this past year than anybody could ever deserve. It's a lot more than I deserve.
0: Liar! Yeah, you deserve I, all I, of it. You yeah. it You're that. it best.
2: Very, very good person, and you uh, you brought all this to kind of together tonight, and I really appreciate you for that too. Yeah,
5: we appreciate it, man. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, guys. It's more um, than I can even remember.
2: One real thing too is, uh, Stell, at the end there uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, you know uh, I wanted to bring up what are some ways people can be a little safer with their uh, water at home.
6: Um, so I always recommend that people filter their own water. I mean, you're taking control of your own, you know, uh, quality of water by doing that. And so some of the ways that you can do that, there's so many options out there. And Cindy was telling me, you know, it's kind of overwhelming. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for me personally, I have an under the sink reverse osmosis. And I also have an on the counter um, water system. And that's for like emergencies, because here in Florida, we have hurricanes and we constantly go out of power. And so I could take the water that I put in my bathtub and put it on that. On the counter system and be fine. I don't have to get bottled water because I'm against bottled water. That's not any better mm-hmm. than your tap water. And plus, it contributes to the plastic pollution issues that yep. we have. And mm-hmm. so, um, there's a site, it's called the NSF site. And if you're looking at filters, so if, say you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you see an under the sink water filter um, system, for instance, for 200, 300 bucks. Um, Because a lot of people can't afford a whole home system, which can run up to thousands of dollars. yeah, very expensive. Um, You can go to that NSF site. It's an NSF certified. And what that that, uh, third company does is they test filters to ensure that it filters out contaminants. And they will list the contaminants that it filters out. So, you know, um, I always suggest people, you know, try to test their water. You can get a, a test kit at Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of get an idea of what's going on with your water. You can see if there's lead in it. But those don't test for the extremely harmful contaminants such as perfluorinated compounds, yeah. also known as PFAS. But, um, you know, that there's a special mythology for that to do in a lab, and it costs like $250 per test. So, yeah. I just suggest looking at the NSF certified site. And, you know, if you see a filter and you're like, well, I'm not sure about this, that, that's a really great guide. It tells you what they filter. They go through a really strenuous um, uh, method to make sure that all of the, the contaminants are being filtered out properly. And gotcha. so I don't ever recommend a particular filter yep. um, because I feel like there's so many out there and uh, they all do a great job. You just got to make sure they're certified.
5: Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Got it. Yeah.
2: Makes a lot of sense. And in a comparison, like I had saltwater fish tank and I would had our know, reverse osmosis water for it. You're testing the water every week and I did those for fish, but I didn't do those for me. Like I don't do that for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of people have fish tanks or things in your word, about your water quality or you have pools and you're constantly testing your water for other things. Why mm-hmm. aren't we doing it for our bodies?
0: Because you think you can trust your city. That's just, Dumping sewage in the river to yeah. fine.
7: <laughs> Colleen's oh. so
5: ruined right now, so re-
6: Well, I will say, you know, um, I will put it out there that reverse osmosis, you do have to be very careful with filtering water too because it will take out very important minerals yep. that your body needs. So if you do go that route, I always suggest making sure you get those minerals back into
3: it's your an
2: body. an excellent point because mm-hmm. that's, that's very the important. The city and
3: county does put some good stuff in there mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they do yep. put some impor- important good things in there too. So you don't want to filter all the good stuff out exactly. along with the bad stuff.
5: That's true. Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott got a turtle delivered to his house today. <laughs> Boom, turtle. <laughs> like in the mail, <laughs>
3: turtle, turtle. And I'm gonna deliver some. He
5: knows you personally. Critters. I could have brought I like him some And he had a turtle delivered you. to his house. Oh, in this a box. coming
0: from the guy who was just about to pay fifty bucks to have a turtle brought to his house, <laughs> Charlie.
5: I
3: like turtles. I just want to get a turtle <laughs> Tell me what you're guy. looking for, Charlie, and maybe you know a guy. I don't, I don't know turtles, but just
2: bring, know just bring just bring me a turtle. I wanna be in for Halloween. I think I like turtle kid.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, turtle like kid. Cool. I want to dress up as something with the poop emoji and go across the bridge. I mean, yeah, we've been out you there sound.
7: I have yeah. a, I
2: have a large blow-up uh unicorn.
7: Oh,
5: <laughs> oh, re- oh, yeah. Real quick, are the any of you guys unicorns. are you guys doing Halloween costumes this year? Frank, real
3: quick. Uh yeah, I mean the dogs are dressed up as something but I'm not sure what.
5: Something I'm not sure is what, Scott?
2: Uh I think we're all ghostbusters this year.
3: I know, really nice i, I normally dress what the dogs up instead of dressing myself calling
2: i got a bat dad thing i'm gonna do
0: we are but we're trying to do like a family one last year we were pac-man like and the kids nice. were the ghosts, awesome. and my parents and stuff wore the, like the big cherry and the, the fruit <laughs> stuff and my husband and myself were mrs and mr that pac-man that is very cool so that's pretty awesome because the boys they have a very hard time wearing costumes because of the yeah the sensitive stuff so it's just a t-shirt with the eyes so we're trying that's i think awesome. maybe this year we might just go as m&ms i
4: don't
3: know there you go what color Eminems? Cindy, they're choosing. I am living my life one <laughs> week at a time this year.
4: Okay, you haven't yeah. even thought about it. My default is always the safety net of vampire because I mean, bloody and awesome. Yeah, there you um, go. Well. But my daughter's thirteen now, so she wants nothing to do with like family costumes or anything yeah. like. No joke, she's already bailed out. She wants us to pretend we don't know her.
5: Oh, mine's yeah, on the cusp.
4: She's still, you
5: know, uh, no, it's never gonna happen. Stell, I
6: I have not decided yet because I do so many different looks throughout the whole entire month.
5: You haven't found, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that's right, you yeah. have found your whole your soul. Okay. okay,
6: yeah, I do my 31 days of Halloween, so I don't never know what I'm doing that's on right, actual you Halloween. You haven't, you haven't this found neighborhood is gangster yet? Halloween, is oh, it
2: really? It, but with COVID this year, who knows how busy it's going to be oh this Whatever. neighborhood
3: is gangster christmas
2: oh huge yeah. christmas huge. and halloween uh, yeah it's crazy yeah, halloween it's, crazy it's, it's crazy so up cr- up like there's christmas. golf carts running all up and down the street you can't even walk down the middle of the street without getting hit by a golf <laughs> you, car. you won't can. find a place
3: to park at your on your driveway i have 15 christmas.
2: people already saying they're going to want to come here and park outside here so they can trick or treat from here you know what crazy. i mean because that's what people want to do they want to come to this neighborhood it's kind of scary during
0: you better buy Pandemics a lot of candy. And stuff.
2: Hey, remember, well, remember, I got a little door open up. I'm just gonna hand candy <laughs> through the door because I got a little opening. Remember that
3: pool? <laughs> that, that pool picture? Oh, totally. That pool picture, the crazy pool with a gator in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. there's literally one of those about a few houses down from you oh, that I was at the other day. I laughed no. so hard. I almost sent you a picture of it, but didn't. It's not. Is far there a from gator you. in there? There, well, there was. <gasps> Not anymore. Oh, well, you yeah. caught one right
2: across the street in the pond yeah, over there, next to the really Christmas house already at the golf course, right?
3: Indeed. Yeah, that there, there was a, a seven-footer, I think. Six-footer, seven-footer. Oh, I've caught so many, I forget.
5: <laughs> yeah, but that one guy on the internet, on Facebook, says he did it, too.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we all have problems.
2: <laughs> oh he was real funny when he did his yeah. video.
3: Hey, man, it's, uh, everybody knows more than I do. <laughs> no, yeah, my, my, life. My, Clearly. my knowledge is, is such a low level. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> you had to deal with some Facebook drama in our group.
7: what we're talking about It's
5: just yeah. It's keyboard dang. gangsters. Oh yeah. More power
3: to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Good for him.
6: You have to learn when it comes to social media, you have to learn PR. Yeah. Oh, I,
2: There's yeah. just no, you know. The oh, you bit, have to, I'm at least yeah. bit worried about it. Yeah. Jared got kicked off Twitter already again.
3: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like the fifth time. <laughs> wow. Hey, so have you been banned from Facebook recently?
2: I got 24 hours for <gasps> putting. I did it with for the my face birthday. swap thing. Yeah, but for it hasn't happened again since then. No.
3: Because if it happens again, That's what what, you it's get? a month or Being something, a jerk.
2: right? sure. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble for a long time then, yeah. Yeah. Be nice. I'm not. I didn't think I'm it was off. that
3: bad, personally. Just creepy.
0: It you, was. Have y'all uh, seen the
2: face swap thing? Like the <laughs> app is so good Reface. now. Reface. <laughs> it's called Reface. Oh, my God.
6: And they. You got in trouble for that on Facebook
2: I can make you whoever you I can make you, yeah. you, <laughs> can make you like anything a fairy in two and a seconds thong, uh, like a little yeah.
0: short person and they put he put Charlie's face on like it was like shaking around it was it was gross but it wasn't like yeah, I was saying
2: happy birthday and it's him Not on the face the you know
3: I've Facebook. seen no. so so much worse I thought I I did laugh I laughed
2: and I got kicked out. I thought it was funny yeah. it was I tried funny. to dispute it and, then, and Facebook says we don't have anybody here to dispute your yeah. brand. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> they, they had somebody there to ban short you. They're too short-staffed, is what they said yeah. <laughs> to, wow. to, to deal with those type of issues. It's that's what their filter caught. So you got to deal with it.
3: I've seen some face swaps that were disturbing, like the one you did with what's his name. But other than that, it was pretty good
2: that face swap app charlie you started it i think it was amazing <laughs>
5: dude that took up four you hours of my day. Goonies, bro
2: oh i was mad and,
5: and see when i do sunday <laughs> dinner with the kids it's no phones no devices no nothing mm-hmm. we're eating steak we're hanging out yep. laughing having a good time that night oh reface app the whole time just oh, dying. It's I was like at
2: night all of us doing it for hours oh, and do, like, so I'll, bad i got you we're oh, good. Boy. you're in trouble
3: so yeah. if i can mention something there's a what I'm trying to think of what the act is. There's an act in Brevard County that was done. There was $22 billion funded to several different counties uh, in Florida. Brevard was one of the, one of nine of them affordable Care act. The cares act. There you yeah. go. So on Thursdays it's in Wickham on Fridays, it's in Titusville and on Saturdays it's in Palm Bay. And the way this works is you go to these places and they will give you $50 in tokens. So it's, it's virtual money. And then you take this virtual money and you can literally buy any kind of produce you can think of. Uh and any kind of I mean steaks, uh fruits, vegetables, uh wild ocean seafoods usually there. You can buy shrimps, I mean different kind of seafood, anything you can think of. It costs you nothing. It takes, wow. it's a 30 is this sec- what's
0: going on in downtown Titus on it Fridays? It is. It's right
3: yeah, on the corner man. of I
0: Julia Street. Right? But every day I go to work, the line is yes. like I no literally. Yeah. I thought it was just a farmer's market, like a regular one. That's, I did not know that's what I was a, It's a,
3: It's basically a farmer's market that's free. So you get $50 worth of tokens. You take them and spend them however you want to. If It's anyone who's been affected by COVID. If we're being honest, we've all been affected by COVID. Yeah. Yes. And it's. Everybody it's, gets a token. No, it. Yeah. No
0: wonder gets, they don't come to the brewery afterwards.
3: I'm everybody, gets, we don't get anybody
0: down here. Yeah, you get fifty
3: <laughs> bucks, and you can go buy whatever you want. So you can buy ribeyes and t-bones, and I mean, briskets, whatever, whatever you want. It's all there. I get some
2: royal fluff from Playlinda. Uh, That's crazy. It, do, I just do they have know cookie butter? <laughs> yeah, they have. Could they every please kind stock of, that, please? They <laughs>
3: have, They have a, a guy that sells nothing but different kinds of infused honeys. Somebody that nice. sells every kind of olive you can think of. I mean, there's everything you can possibly think of it's a way to
2: energize the economy and kind of it
3: is so the more you take those tokens and spend you're helping those businesses because they're getting the actual money back out of it it's very cool stuff
2: that is cool It's awesome i I always wonder what those little wooden things were i've
3: been saving a few
4: i got got a bunch of them i think (laughs) oh yeah well come on in and shop at upscale resale yeah boom
3: (laughs) all right guys That's pretty awesome yeah awesome is that a wrap thank we you guys good. so much yeah for thank, you. Thanks thanks
5: thanks you thank you thanks again thank you thanks for yep.
0: blowing my mind man I'm not gonna hey. be able to like I'm not gonna be right for the next couple of days it was profound about this. it was great I it was
2: know. really really good thank you all so much
3: yeah remember not trying to scare anybody just bringing awareness to it just straight up awareness I'm yep.
1: terrified that's all it <laughs> is till next time <laughs> bye 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 daisy's in a tube top screaming from the top of the lungs this all ends tonight daddy's on the floor he's the top of the lungs this all lands tonight Daddy's on the floor.
7: Just killer! Oh dude, that was awesome.